Welcome to UX Maturity. I'm your co-host, Stephen. And I'm Leo. And this is, I believe, episode 13. Yes, it is. Wow. 13 episodes in. This this feels... Every week I say this because it really <laughs> does feel like yeah, this podcast just came out of nothing and, you know, you've done an amazing job, Leo, just putting everything together and for us to even have 13 episodes i think is amazing it's great and you too man this is uh both of oh. us <laughs> do you know that is true that is true i do i, I do feel like i'm coming along for the ride but yeah. <laughs> no but it's great I, I am certainly enjoying it so yeah 13 episodes in us and and thanks to our listeners as well right yeah of course without them they give us the motivation to keep going right so definitely 100 yeah, percent. love it yeah so today we're talking about promotion yeah we're talking about promotion for every designer i guess promotion is a part of their their life and well for everybody everyone has a job i guess but um specifically from a design perspective what are i, I guess the question is what do you need to do to get promoted i'm going to go mm. straight there so i'm going to ask you this question leo what do you need to do as a designer to get promoted I think what you need to do is to agree with your manager what are the expectations that they have in order for you to reach the next level. And just just have that. I think the most important thing is to have that conversation quite early. Um, even when you join a company, you say, okay, I joined as a don't know, product designer, midweight, right? Level one, whatever you're, it's called in your, in your organization. How do I reach the second level? How do I reach uh, that senior title, for example? Uh, what, are, what do you expect from me to do? Some companies have um, quite good career frameworks, um, so it's all it's all there documented, and I and I think actually that it's a good way to to be transparent with your team because you are actually telling them what to expect um, and and what kind of skills are required um, in order to to be at a certain level. But if if you don't have that in place in your organization, I think uh, just align with your manager. And um, yeah, ask them. Ask them. Um, well, how do you see? Um, how do you see me performing at a higher level? What are the key characteristics that you think um, uh, you think I can display? And also, from from maybe your perspective, you should also tell them how you what what you are interested in on. Because sometimes, especially if you are new, um, your manager doesn't know you that much. Um, and they might not know what you're interested on. And I think the most important part as a manager is understanding what um, what your direct report is interested in developing. Yep. Uh, they might not be interested in certain things that maybe are part of your idea of a senior designer, but they might go deep into other skills that are you know equally important for a senior designer. So maybe get that alignment. So maybe be upfront and say, I want to, this is what I want to do in my future. This is my amb- ambition. Um, does that align with your idea? And if not, let's create together, um, um, you know, a set um, uh, of goals that we, that I need to achieve in order to get to the, to the next stage. And that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Done. Get that promotion. No, that's, yeah. It's great. Fantastic. No, that's, uh, you touched on everything absolutely everything you know what the funny thing about promotion i still feel like people are a little bit uncomfortable to talk about promotion yes and i want to understand why you know why are people uncomfortable to talk about promotion i think 
that's what I really want to unpack. What are, what are your, what is your experience with that? So I've been a manager for a few years now. Um, and I managed, I, I got really lucky enough to manage, um, a lot of different people from different backgrounds, uh, in terms of, you know, um, ethnics, gender. And I feel like there is a, there is something there, you know, um, mm. and, white men are more um, uh, likely to be upfront and ask managers um, to to promote them and mm -hmm. i think uh, so i think there is a cultural and, so and, uh, and society society aspect yeah um that unfortunately you know it's bigger than 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 us and the work that we are doing so maybe the the suggestion that i that i that i can give to to everyone is just talk about it and if uh, if if you have a good manager or someone who's un, you know understands what you um what what you're talking about they will guide you through that journey um and if you are a manager please talk about this with your directs regardless their background you know that they might be they might not feel confident enough to come to you and and ask for a promotion even even if they are performing really well and you know until until a while ago now this thing is changing and actually I'm pretty happy about it, about the fact that it's changing. But until a while ago, you didn't get a promotion if you didn't ask for. Mm. And, and, you know, you had to, you had to, even if you were performing at a level, unless you, you went to your manager and say, I think I need a promotion, they, they, they didn't really propose that to you. I see, I see this trend changing. And a lot of top companies, they, they put recognition very high um, because otherwise people leave and get, you know, <laughs> get that better title than another company so also to be to stay competitive they they offer career progression and things but i think yeah i think that's really important if you're a manager to have an open conversation with your directs and really let them understand how they can reach the uh, the, ne the next level being very upfront with them um, there is nothing to hide <laughs> you know it's uh, it's actually yeah it's actually really important. This is their careers, and you're responsible for that. Being a manager, so I think yeah. uh, I think it should be definitely your responsibility to allow everyone to progress. What What do you think? Yeah, you touched on a very important point there as well, and I agree with everything you just said. Um, on <clears throat> you mentioned career, I think sometimes, especially as managers, we tend to look at okay, what is the next step for this person, right? Rather than looking at where do they want to be, maybe like three years from now, four years from now, five years from now, where do you want to be? And then helping to position them for that particular goal, right? Uh, one of the best things I, you know, um, piece of advice, I never, not, not even an advice, it's more kind of support. One of the best, um, I guess, acts of support that I received from a, a manager was when he actually said to me, tell me where you want to be doesn't matter if it's not in, with this company. That's not what we're talking about. You as an individual, you have goals, you have plans, you have dreams. Where do you want to be? And then together, we can see what we need to put in place within the context of this job to get you there. And I'd never heard anything like that before, <laughs> you know? To even talk about your aspirations outside of a company was a little bit fearful, you know, scary for some people, right? Like, I don't want to come across like I'm not focused with, you know, in this company. I don't want to come across like I already have plans to leave. So people don't really talk about where they want to be and what they want to achieve. And they have this perception that 
you know, I'm in this company, so I just have to make sure that everything I do looks like it's for the benefit of this company. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so I think people just need to be um, a little like more comfortable and they need to be empowered by managers or like um, leadership just to be open about what they want to do and where they want to be. Because if people are comfortable and they can have that level of conversation, you know, that could potentially get the best out of them as well because they understand that it's a give and take situation. You're helping them, they're helping the company, you know? And I feel like um, that level of conversation is not had enough within the industry. Yeah, that's that's what I think. I think, so I've got another question for you because you know I love asking you questions, yeah. <laughs> From a manager's perspective, of course, you know, we can have frameworks and guidelines and all these things in place. You know, um, if you do A, B, and Z and, and C, you can potentially progress to the next level. How do you really know when somebody's ready for that role? Like, I personally feel like just having, you know, a framework sometimes just isn't enough. They could be doing all those things, right? Ticking all the boxes. But it's sometimes you just know, you just have that feeling, right? That it's just not, because not everything can be written down. Not everything can be ticked. True. So how do you know within yourself that, okay, this person is ready for that next step? Yeah, I wanted to ask you a related question, but <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you my opinion and then maybe ask you the question. So I think uh, the most important aspect of, uh, of these, being a manager, is uh, first of all, you got to create the opportunities for, um, for your reports to... to um, um, as you said, as you said, to actually uh, explore more, right? As you said before, you need to understand where they want to be, not the idea that you have of them. So asking mm-hmm. them what they want to improve and you know what they want to focus on is obviously a starting point. And then it's your responsibility as a manager to create the opportunities for them to practice those skills. So I think uh, once you've done that, if you see them doing what, uh, you know we, what you agreed on um, that's a good signal that someone is progressing and then there is there is a delicate aspect I think which is uh, promoting and you know giving someone more responsibilities and burnout so um, pro- promote I mean you promote someone when you kind of already see them acting uh, at, at the at the next level right so they they are already acting as a senior, so so you know that that person will be okay um, as a, at a senior level, because they demonstrate it to you already. They demonstrate they demonstrate it every day. The thing is, uh, a lot of people might also feel intimidated by the title. Oh my God, I'm a senior now. That means people will perceive me as a senior. That means I have to prove myself again, and. So I think I think it's it's a delicate aspect, and you you just have to understand it by talking with the individual if that person is yeah. has the right mindset to take on the right role. Because yeah, as you said, on paper, um, it's easy. Like you tick those boxes, that that means that you're acting as a senior. Um, but are you really? And as yeah. a manager, you have to you have to protect the people in your team. And you, you. I yeah. think, I think it's really important that you understand if someone will, will take that as a oh cool, this is a, this is exciting. It's a, it's a progression. I'm just going to, um, you know, carry on what I'm doing, and I have a, I have a better title now. You know, more money. Other people may perceive it. Oh my God, they are paying me too much. They are, uh, they are expecting from me more, and they are 
you know, I'm not ready for this. And that can lead to burnout. Yeah. So may- maybe maybe the piece of advice that we can um, give to someone who's uh, getting a promotion or, or just got promoted recently is that you are there because you deserved it. Mm-hmm. Um, you were already acting at that level, whatever that level is. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that they promoted you is because you you know you were already doing it. So keep keep doing what you're doing. You don't have to prove yourself again. There will be more things that you have to learn, um, and that's the exciting part. But those things that we will have to learn are actually things related to your next level. And and to to managers maybe really understand how they take um, uh, an, a promotion, like how they how they would take that. Uh, do they take it as a as an with excitement, um, a career progression, you know, or do they take it less uh, with a with a scary face? Yeah, that's my take yeah. on it. But I'm curious to hear yours. Again, you've touched on pretty much everything, Leo. You've touched on everything. Um, so I have I have two things I wanna I wanna basically touch on. The first thing is, like I think we agree that sometimes it's not just about ticking boxes. There are, there are other things that kind of shows that you're ready for that next step and those things are not very easy to communicate to people right so in a situation where you have somebody who clearly feels like they're ticking all the boxes and the manager feels like actually you're not quite there yet i can't really put my finger on it i can't you know i don't know exactly what it is but i just know that you're not quite ready for it it becomes very tricky to have that conversation right (laughs) because you have one person who completely believes actually you showed me this this framework I've ticked all the boxes. Now promote me. Yeah. Now what? <laughs> and then you have a manager. Who, <laughs> exactly. And then you have a, a manager who kind of knows what they're doing. They kind of know what feels right, and they know that maybe um, that person isn't quite there yet. And I think sometimes that difficulty in communication, and it's not a lack of because it's hard to do. It's a it's a difficulty in communication that in itself can cause problems within the team because it it opens doors for so many other things right like oh this person's got a personal vendetta against me they don't like me i've ticked all the boxes they start talking to other people in the team because they're coming from a place where in fact what they're saying is true in the sense that they've ticked all the boxes other people starts to believe what they're saying right because they've ticked all the boxes why hasn't he been promoted why hasn't she been promoted and then it starts to really cause an issue within the culture within the team so I think that's an area that I mean to be fair not not everyone's really figured it out sometimes as a manager I go purely based on like, how I feel about something and I'll try to communicate that the best way possible and um to kind of communicate that to somebody who doesn't have that I guess that um that knowledge I try to be as transparent as possible by saying of course you've ticked all the boxes but there are other elements to be in in this position you know what i mean like these are things that we can't necessarily put down to paper and i know that's how the industry works you know everything goes down on paper and if you've done it you deserve the next step but like you said earlier leo you have to protect the team and managers are in position for a reason right because they might have a little bit more knowledge than i guess other people in the team so it's their it's their kind of role and their duty to ensure that every decision that's being made is for the betterment of the team and also for the individual as well because you don't want to promote somebody when they're not quite ready because what will happen is that they will end up you know um hitting barriers and it could cause problems for them as well 
right? Because they just, that last piece that was missing and, you know, just hasn't, yeah, hasn't been solved and they they end up just running into problems and it starts causing problems for them and then all of a sudden they're unhappy. They don't want to be in the team anymore. People don't understand them. And then, like, it's, it's just so much that comes with it. So um, I just feel like, yeah, we just have to try and be as transparent as possible. Um, and we have to hold, hold our hands up, right? Where you know that, you know, um, you co- you're you not communicating or you can't communicate it to, to, a way, to a point where they completely understand what you're saying. You just have to be honest and say, look, I know this makes no sense. Like, I, I know for a fact that this makes no sense. And I know that you've ticked all the boxes. But as a manager, I hope that you have some level of faith in in me and my decision and i hope that you know um you know that i would always do what's best for the team including yourself so if i guess we're having a conversation i'm trying to say to you that maybe the time isn't now let's give it a few more months and then let's see how it goes as a an employee it might be a little bit difficult but if i have a little bit of a relationship with my manager i should be able to say you know what fine let's do it let's see how it goes and and then we can have that conversation um another time um it's a tough one yeah it's a tough one but i feel like how you handle those situations is what you know that's that's what determines the you know the fate of the team or the or the group but it's, it's tough yeah it's really tough. good point how do you deal with the opposite scenario so someone someone has a huge imposter syndrome and mm-hmm. they they have some insecurities, but they are definitely performing at the next level. Yeah. How do you yeah. how do you tell them? Um, so again, me personally, I, I'm not saying that this is how to do it. <laughs> this is just yeah, of course. my own personal method. It's, but, all, it's um, all opinions here. Anyway. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, when it comes to imposter syndrome, I think the most important thing to realize is that it's a feeling that's never going to go away. It's there to stay people feel the way they do it could there could be so many other contributing factors right it it may have nothing to do with the job whatsoever but i think we have to approach it with the mindset that this is not going to go away our job as managers is to make the person aware that this exists right it's not to get rid of it it's to make them aware so that they have some level of explanation when they're going through this process i think that the most difficult thing is going through this process and not understanding why you're going through that process. But I think if you're aware and you understand that, okay, right now, this how I'm feeling right now is not a reflection of my performance. It's because I have imposter syndrome and this is why I feel the way I feel right now. So I feel like the most important thing is just to make them aware to the situation. That's the first thing. The second thing is whenever you have one-to-ones with your directs or with this person, you always have to tell them what they're doing well as well as where they need to improve. Now, it sounds like a very simple thing, but <laughs> a lot of the time we don't really tell people what they're doing well. We just kind of focus on what they need to improve on. Yes. And if they do this and this and this and everything will be fine, it'll be great. But we have to stress what they're doing well and not only stress it, we have to give them examples of areas where they've excelled or they've done incredibly well. And then you have to say to them, if you're doing this stuff, that's not by luck. You're doing this day in, day out, you done this. If you're not, in the context of let's say, um, 
you know, a designer who may feel like I'm not good enough to be in this team, for example. When you ask them, okay, if you have this scenario where you have a complete blank slate and you have to just do some, some discovery, how would you go about it? Yeah. This is outside a conversation of imposter syndrome. You're just having a conversation. How would you go about this? And you always find that outside of like the imposter syndrome conversation, they are very confident. They'll tell you exactly what they would do to get through this process. Like I would do this, I would do this, I would do that, I would do that, great, great. And then you say to them, well, so you clearly have the experience. And not only are you telling me what you would do, I've seen you do it. Yeah. So now you tell me what the problem is. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's, and this is why I say that the the aim is not to get rid of imposter syndrome. We all suffer from imposter syndrome on different levels. We all do it. Like even the most confident confident person will have some level of imposter syndrome. It's a normal thing. But the main thing is just to make the person aware that how you're feeling now is not always a reflection of your performance. Sometimes it's just down to life, right? Yeah. And that's where I would normally start. Yeah, 100%. I love that. Made me feel good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know, our biggest barrier sometimes is ourselves, right? Yeah, true. Like how we see, we're so much harder on ourselves than other people are on us. Yeah. You know, you might feel like, oh, I'm not performing. I'm, you know, they're paying me all this money. I haven't done anything. Or my colleagues don't respect me. And all this. <laughs> but the reality is, you know, outside of your head, it's the complete opposite. People love you. They mm. love the work that you're doing. They think you're amazing. They keep coming to you, asking you for advice. Exactly, yeah. They keep getting your opinion on stuff. And then here you are beating yourself up, you know, because you just don't feel like you're just being hard on yourself. And I think if you are aware of this, then sometimes it helps. It starts to ease up a little bit, you know, like, um, yeah, it just starts to ease up a little bit. But yeah, we are definitely harder on ourselves than other people are on us, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I think you also touched a very important point uh, when you said uh, tell them what they go what they do good. Sometimes you yeah. you know when you even even the word feedback you you kind of immediately think about what can be improved. Exactly. But positive feedback is as important if not more important than negative feedback or what it can be improved because it means that um you are telling your reports that they are good at something they are natural in because you know they are naturally performing really good in in certain skills so uh -huh. you are making them aware and, and they might have a uh they might feel insecure about something they might they might compare themselves with other people and and feel like they are not quite there but if you tell them like you what you're doing is actually you're making them aware and you and you're you're telling them look you're actually you know you're good at that so keep keep going you know keep doing and build on your strengths uh, rather than on your weaknesses if you if you just uh, make too much space to your weaknesses you you kind of double the effort in order to <laughs> to progress uh, but if you build up yeah. on your strengths, you actually, those are the things that you're quite natural at. So you don't have to double your effort. You just have to keep mm -hmm. going or maybe be mindful about them so you can focus. But I think uh, that that's that's really, really important. And I really like, um, um, I'm, I'm going to quote uh, Julie Zhu um, from, from her book, uh, The Making of a Manager. She's a really good book, by the way. And uh, when she says, for some people, it's really hard to understand what um, they're good at. And 
she gave she gives like a very practical advice, which is uh, just keep notes when someone comes to you and ask you for advice on certain topics. Like if if yeah. someone uh, you know if if a lot of people or not even a lot of people, but if a number of people come to you and say, "I'm organizing a workshop. Um, can you help me set it up?" That probably means that you're good at that. <laughs> and yeah. if you if you keep a record of it, this is also a good way to to be reflective, like to to you know to to take this into account. Love it. Absolutely love it. Something so simple but so effective. Yeah. Great. Oh yeah, and going back to feedback, I completely agree with your what you said as well. I think um if possible, again, a really, really small thing. If possible, start with the improvements and always end with the good. I mean, there's a reason why we have our desserts last, right? Because we want to have a longer yeah. lasting impression of <laughs> you know. So, so um yeah, I think it's again very, very small thing, but it just helps with the process yeah. um but yeah so going back to a promotion i know we've deviated a little bit um and I, we spoke about people yeah f- not feeling comfortable when it comes to um obviously asking for a promotion um if you have let's say uh somebody who doesn't want basically wants to be promoted for the wrong reasons right like they don't actually have the right intention for that promotion and i'll give you an example a large sometimes we want to be promoted because we get paid more yeah right not not necessarily because we have more of a say of or more responsibilities or more of an impact we just want to do it because we want to get paid more yeah like how do you find you know and this is i know this is a very tough question but how do you know who wants to be promoted for the right reasons? Yeah, I think uh, I think if you have a, a good relationship with that person, mm-hmm. um, it's not hard to spot you. <laughs> you, I think it, you. If you ask why, why do you think uh, what what's what's exciting about getting promoted? Yeah, you kind of understand. If you have a relationship with that person, you kind of understand the reason, the real reasons behind what they yeah. say. Um, yeah. Ideally, you would you want to you want to give the promotion to someone who is already yeah again acting at that level and mm-hmm. is actually going to be motivated by the fact that is now um, at, the, at the next level. And mm-hmm. if it's if the motivation is just money, that person is not not even going to enjoy being in that position. They yeah. you know they will learn more, but but at the same time they will have more they will feel that pressure they will feel the pressure of earning more they will feel that they are not meeting the expectations so i think uh, i think it comes down to to yeah to having a a relationship with that person and really understand the real motivations behind that and if uh, if maybe if you don't really understand them then um talk about this openly with them and Mm -hmm. and you know if if they if they don't have strong motivations then maybe try to find them with with them like maybe yeah. you can just say let's ex- let's explore this um yeah how do you see yourself being a senior designer what what do you what do you see you doing day to day what are mm-hmm. the the aspects that you like doing that you would like doing what are the aspects that you won't like and mm-hmm. just uh just talk about it and see what they their idea is what about what about you Love it, love it. You know what? I was gonna throw you in the deep end actually for this for a second. because um, <laughs> you, you mentioned that um when I guess you kinda wanna give the promotion to somebody who's already operating at that level, right? And I've always been uh I believe that as well. But here's the here's the the issue. 
if you have a you know clearly defined roles, let's say you have a senior who's completely smashing it as a senior, doing incredible stuff, right? Doesn't delve into that leadership kind of realm because yeah. they believe that this is the role that I've been given and I need to focus on this rather than trying to do something that's outside of my remit. And they're completely smashing it. So in that situation, do people like that get passed over? Oh, that's an interesting point. Uh, you know, um, again, I think I think the most important uh, thing is to talk with that person, understand what kind mm -hmm. of ambitions they have. Because mm -hmm. maybe they really want to stay a contributor. And if they are really smashing it, maybe, you know, raise their pay. <laughs> and <laughs> recognize them in that way. But if they yeah. don't want to, to have more responsibilities, if they want to mm. keep smashing it at that level and they are having a great impact on your company, on your product, then just keep them comfortable. And there are other mm. ways to recognize someone, I think. Um, but at the same time, if you're, you know, if you also can give them a fancy title <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and, you know, maybe from senior they go to principal and they want to stay on the expert side instead of uh, jumping mm -hmm. to management. Um, yeah, I think, I think you, you, you can bring these up uh, in a conversation and see mm -hmm. if, they, if they want that extra impact and extra um, um, breath that they can have in, uh, in the company. Uh, you know, if 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 someone doesn't want that, I don't think they should be forced to move up. Yeah, I think yeah. I think they should be, they should be able to stay in that at that at that level and just uh, keep being passionate about what they're doing. Like, again, mm -hmm. like it's a conversation. I think it's it's a two way thing. Yeah. What do you yeah. think about That's... it? I think I feel like you have a you have some good points on this. <laughs> oh no, good points. Just my uh, terrible opinions. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's it's a, it's a tricky one. I think um, it, gen it 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 depends on the I guess the ethos of the of the team, right? Uh, as a team member, if you you have kind of no ambition to progress, even if you're smashing it at that level, but you have no ambition to progress, that for some teams could be seen as a bit of an issue, because they'll look at it like. Why are you so comfortable in that one space? <laughs> mm. Yeah. Like, why don't you want to do more? You know, why don't you want to, you know, um, gain more experience, gain more responsibilities, have more of an impact? Why don't you want to do any of this stuff? Why do you just want to stay where you are? And that could be more of a, yeah, like I said, an, an issue for some teams. But for other teams, I completely agree, especially if they're an, um, an IC, where it's like, okay, well, we recognize that you want to do this and that's where you you know you feel most comfortable of course there's a path for um principle for you if that's what you want to do there's no issue with that or if you want to go down a manager route that's also fine there's no issue with that but i guess what i'm talking about is more people who for example are smashing it at a senior level but they don't want that principal next step and they don't want that manager next step they yeah. just really you know that they, they love where they are and that's and that's it like they're very comfortable in that position in that position um yeah i think it depends on the team it really depends on the team some teams will embrace like the smaller teams will obviously embrace it but yeah you know you just need someone to churn some stuff out right and he's or she's really good at that kind of stuff so crack on but then even as a designer even if you're comfortable in that space i personally feel a time will come where you will start to feel left out yeah. because people will be, will be getting promoted people will be given new positions and then people who, 
you know, you like came to kind of meet you in the team, becoming your manager or your superior, that might not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. But just because you've been in that position for such a long time, you will start to reassess your surroundings. And I think a time will come when you might make the decision that actually now I want to progress, but then it could be too late. Yeah. You know, so I feel like um, for a designer, if possible, just try not to be too comfortable. You know, obviously move at the pace that you're comfortable with, but try not to be too comfortable. True. Yeah, yeah that's good advice. And uh, from from the manager perspective, I think uh, you should also uh, try to unpack that. So if someone mm. someone is really smashing it, and they don't, they just want to stay at that level and keep smashing it, um, may, maybe it's it's worth to sit down and unpack that. Like, what's the reason mm. why they don't want to progress? Yeah. Maybe yeah. they just feel like they they won't perform as well in a yeah. in a you know in a in a next level. Maybe mm. they just uh, they just feel like there's going to be too much pressure. Or there yeah. is something they are scared about, yeah. um, you know, imposter syndrome, insecurities, and all these things. So yeah. maybe maybe it's worth to actually unpack this and understand the the real reasons and also yeah. uh, find a way to address them. And you can you know yeah. you can tell them, look, I think uh, you're going to be supported by me. You're going to be supported by your peers, um, yeah. but your knowledge and all the you know the the great stuff that you're doing you can bring them to this next level in order to also like have new challenges for you yeah yeah so yeah, yeah there, there are different ways i think to to uh, i agree to i agree this. i agree and i think in in just to add to what you said about supporting them i think as a manager as well it's also good to have good things in place to ensure that you're getting the right view of that person's performance so making sure you're speaking to the right people, you have the regular catch-ups with them, just so you have a complete picture of how they're performing because that will help make your decision um, later on. Whereas if you're detached or disconnected from their day-to-day, -day, that conversation can become a little bit difficult. Yeah. Yes, completely agree. <laughs> but yeah, I think that brings us to the end of the episode. <laughs> Um, thank you again for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, as Leo always says at the end of every episode, we have a Twitter um, account and the uh, name is UX, UX underscore, underscore <laughs> maturity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we also have a, a website. We have a website, we which is fresh website. UX, <laughs> fresh website. Yeah. <laughs> UX maturity podcast.com. Um, there's a little bit of information about Leo and I obviously you can find all the episodes on there as well and if you want to if you like the content you can buy us a coffee as well which would be great you know so um, and also I think there's space for, for you to us. leave feedback as well support <laughs> us yeah of course yeah there's space for you to uh, leave feedback as well if you're enjoying it if, even if it's just to say hey guys I love what you're doing great or guys terrible just <laughs> completely change it up whatever it change is stuff. Change everything. We'll, um, we will embrace it we'll embrace it but yeah thank you very much um hope you guys have a lovely week month and so forth <laughs> and then we'll catch up on the next episode take care thank bye -bye. you all bye